You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the lovely day of Thursday, February 14th, 2013. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And, uh, oh, Dave, I love you. I love you. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> Be mine. Oh, my God. I'm just sick of that. I mean, have you been to that Facebook lately? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. man. You know, it's one of those unfortunate things. I've been, uh, you know, busy. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. You're too busy for love, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jim, I wanted to get in there to flirt with you a little bit, but, you know, I just you know, work got in the way. And, and I knew I was going to be talking to you, and, and isn't the personal touch so much more romantic? Oh, that's okay. I've already got my, <laughs> I already got my, my flirt email from Todd Friesen. <laughs> Um, Images of Tim Ash and a Speedo just racing through my brain now. (laughs) Well, dude, that is definitely your problem, not mine. (laughs) How you doing today? Fantastic. And uh, we we got a fun show coming up here. We do. It's uh, it's mostly a gumbo show. We're going to be talking about uh, stuff that's happened throughout the week. Um, We will be having a guest. Uh, Bree Jordan's going to be joining us for a couple of minutes to talk about a statement Eric Schmidt made earlier this week. Um... Something about joining Google Plus or else. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, it's been a bizarre, stupid, silly news week again. Um, you know, but before we jump into anything, before we get into anything, we used to do this every week, and I uh, haven't done it for for a number of weeks. Um, but today it's a heavy B Day day here on V Day. Um, 
there's four prominent SEOs have their birthdays today. So I'm going to mention them. And for the most part, I'm going to mention their age. And I'm going to get in a hell of a lot of trouble for this later, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Dax Herrera, the incomparable Dax Herrera, turns 33 today. The It Girl, Sarah Hulebeck. She turns some other age or another today. I'm not going to mention that because she'd kill me. Um, and I'm scared of Sarah. <laughs> Scott Woodward turns question mark today because he doesn't list his age on Facebook. And Indian SEO, uh, Dehindra Kamur, turns 29 today. So there's four people in our community who have their birthdays today. Friends, if you're out there and you know them on Facebook or um, know them on Google Plus or whatever, send them a word of love. Um, it's their birthdays today. They and these poor these poor thoughts. I mean, could you imagine having a birthday on Valentine's Day? Unless you're Dax Vera, you got. It. I mean, like who could really pull off a Valentine's Day birthday? <laughs> Dax, could, of course, but you know, I'm, I'm not sure who else could. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it would suck on on any major uh, major holiday. I, I used to know a woman whose birthday was December 25th. You know. <laughs> Um, that's got to be problematic. Fortunately, in her case, uh, she was Jewish. So, you know, at least, it, <laughs> you know, if you got to, you know, all your friends might be, you know, not attending your birthday party because they might be busy. But at least uh, at least your family's uh, not focused on other things. You know, you know, you know out there at Radio Land, someone's going, yeah, I knew a young man who was born on December 25th. <laughs> someone's doing it. Guarantee you. Oh, probably. And I will admit one of her one of her favorite quotes was, I'm just another Jew born on Christmas. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so John Carecut, uh, one of the one of the hosts of SEO 101, he uh, he asked a really funny question in Facebook today that I'm, I'm going to pass on. And actually, a, a number of uh, commenters answered, and we're going to be um, mentioning all the mentioning some of these comments. It's almost like a top 10 list. OK, so and, and I'm going to ask you, Dave. When when someone you, you know when you're like you're using Skype or you're using an instant message uh, client of some sort or another and halfway through the conversation hell halfway through the sentence the person you're communicating with stops typing. <laughs> yep. What what does that make you think? What's the first thing you think? Um, you know, generally, I, I'll be honest. I generally my my first thought is uh, his second to the point, uh, or no, sorry, his first to the point is. A phone call, uh, either that or uh, you, you forgot to close out the app on your phone. <laughs> you started pocket typing and and <laughs> you know it ended. And I that jumps to mind because I I do that periodically where I'll forget to close like my Facebook app and I'll see it typing or they'll see it typing and you know generally that's you know hopefully not but often is followed by a bizarre series of characters. <laughs> well. Courtesy of the really smart people who hang out on John's Facebook profile, mm -hmm. 15 things you might think of when somebody stops IMing in the middle of a phone com or in the middle of a text conversation. Number one, they might have gotten a phone call. Number two, they went to the bathroom. Number three, they're done going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the boss walked in. Number five, the wife walked in. Number six, their battery died. Number seven. That I am probably number three out of ten windows they have open. They'll be back. <laughs> number seven, you're just not that interesting. Number eight, they're dead or dying and being a good friend, you should call emergency services immediately. <laughs> number ten, I think, Big Bang Theory just came on. 
Okay, I almost ended up with coffee on my keyboard. <laughs> Number 15, they realize that you are, in fact, their only friend. They don't really need a smartphone anyway. <laughs> Number 13, the warrant was served by a SWAT team. Number 17, Cthulhu arrived. And number 15, the, the top reason for people stopping IMing in the middle of a conversation, Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. Now you know. All right. All right. So, so now we have our, uh, our go-to list, and, and we can now ask, hey, why did you leave? Which of these 15 reasons is it? Well, personally, I'm into they're dead or dying, and you should call emergency services immediately because you're a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else do we got here? What else? Ha- oh, hey. Uh, you know what would scare the heck out of me if I worked at Redmond? Like, a wide array of things, but go ahead. Give me yours. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the big one, number one, the, the 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 monster earthquake that's bound to happen. But you know what? I lived in that environment for 16 years, so that's not really a biggie. No, what would really scare me is the wrath of Marissa. Uh-huh. Meyer is not pleased, according to an article in Web Pro News um, published earlier today. Marissa Meyer is really unhappy with the Yahoo! Microsoft search deal and is um, – Openly floating the you know floating that trial balloon out there, we might just kill it. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I mean, did did you see this one coming? I'm going to give it a great big yes. <laughs> well, indeed, the machinations they went through to get here, eh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I is one has to ask when when here's and and knowing the source that, that this is Marissa. One has to wonder how much of this is the actual um, direct issues with Microsoft, of which um, there are many. And, you know, Microsoft could put out a, a similar um, statement and list and go, we're not altogether pleased with, uh, with the deal with Yahoo, I'm sure. Um, and, and then, of course, how much of it is positioning? I mean, we all know her source. We all know, you know, I'm not saying she, she's allied with, with Google, but we all know she, because of, of her role when she was with Google, has to have a very good and solid um, understanding of, let's be honest, of their superiority. And, and as we discussed, I believe it was last week, um, they have a lot more inventory to deal yeah. with. And she knows all of this. And she knows, of course, because she knows the, the sort of internal workings of Google, she knows how to get things done there. Um, so you have to sort of consider that as well and go, yeah, part of this will be, yep, we're unhappy. Great. You know, let, let them know, you know, I'd probably have done it maybe a little more privately. Maybe she's gone that route and now she needs to, to really stoke the fire. Um, but at the same time, part of that just has to be positioning to go, I know I'm going to pull out of this. Um, so I need to, you know, sort of fire the warning shot so that it's not a, not a big surprise. I, I don't think she's expecting Microsoft to now come back to the table and, and make sure that we can make things work. I, I think this is more just we are making a switch here. Um, so I might as well put some warning shots so that nobody goes, oh, hey, you know, well, that came out of nowhere. Well, you know, there's a couple of notes in the article in Web Pro News written by written again earlier today by Chris Crum um, that I'd like to share uh, to quote Marissa. One of the points of the alliance is that we collectively want to grow share rather than just trading share with each other. <laughs> That's like, okay. So they're not growing. They're just trading users back and forth. That's what she, just said. That's what she said there. So any, anytime you see that Yahoo has grown a little bit, in fact, it, or Microsoft has grown a little bit, in fact, that may not be true. 
users are just you know bouncing back and forth between the two systems as, as they're measured. Right. Another thing she said, we need to see monetization working better because we know it can, and we've seen other competitors in, in the space illustrate how well it can work. Someone just ain't making money. That's what right. I read there. Well, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, right? I mean, you know, one could argue, and, and I mean, I would. Um, what if all they were doing was trading uh, traffic? Okay. Either way, they, they both improved. One has to wonder, hey, where did that traffic go before? Well, well I can tell you where that traffic went before. <laughs> that traffic went to Google, um, you know, or, or you know, a, a few other properties. But to me, as, as a business owner, I, I'm sure to, to yourself and, and the myriad of clients you have as well, I would rather if people are leaving my site, they go to another site that I'm going to get some monetization out of. Yes, certainly. certainly. Fair enough. Um, you know, so to, to list that as a, as a big problem, no, that's, that's one of the hoped for effects. Um, you know, I, I get the, we want to, to grow, you know, sort of together, um, you know, and, and, and boost our new traffic. Well, fantastic. But you then have to take your own responsibility for your own traffic and boost your own traffic up. It's not Microsoft's job to boost your traffic. Um, I mean, that, that can't be what they're focused on. So uh, to me, that's, that's a bit of a cop-out. It's, it's Yahoo's job to boost their own traffic, not Microsoft's job. Microsoft's job is to share their traffic with Yahoo in this instance and for Yahoo to share it with Microsoft. Okay. Um, sorry, I just had to write a quick message back to the studio. Um, I, what, we, uh, what I see is... Um, Yahoo was supposed to get more traffic out of out of Bing off of uh, off of Microsoft. It was supposed to see more people directed over its networks. It was also supposed to see its contextual ads clicked on more frequently. Now, the thing that bothers me about this that that I, I wanted to see a Yahoo Microsoft deal done long before it got done, right. um, mostly because I want to see competition in the space. I'm big on competition. I love competition. Um, I mean, I certainly don't want us to go back to the early days when we had 13 or 14 search engines competing with each other. That was chaos. But it was okay. They all took Google results anyway. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking before Google, back ah. in the Stone Age. Um, but what I do want to see is a stronger Microsoft and a stronger Yahoo. I want these two to be able, you know, I want one of these two to be able to stand up to Google. And you know what? We got Bria Jordan from Digital Always Media. Um, she's been blogging in, in, in my company blog for the last uh, three months exclusively about Google+. Yesterday, I'm sorry, two days ago, Eric Schmidt made a statement, public statement. It was reported out there on Search Engine Land by Tom Craver. Google will give higher rankings to content tied to verified profiles. Okay? <laughs> now, this is about Google+. And... I mean, it just it to me it shows how far Google's going to go to be the dominant environment. We need competition to these guys. Maybe Google's right. Maybe Google's do, maybe Google's doing a blessed thing for all of us. But we still need something keeping them in check. Oh, you certainly do. I mean, competition is is the store, uh, cornerstone of of what what our societies you know in, where you and I are. And, Indeed. And, market is what it's built on and it's what pushes innovation i mean google wouldn't be making the moves they are now if it wasn't for competition and, and needing to to keep pushing forward if they were the only player 
you know they're going to rest a little bit on their laurels. Why would you spend huge money in R&D when you don't have to? Um, you know, so, you know, that, that at, at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, I think it's a very, very healthy thing. And I mean, of course, you know, now you look and go, well, what if you, um, yeah, who does sign a, a new deal with, with Google more on the paid side of things and yeah, it might work out well for Yahoo, but what happens to competition levels at the same time, we we've heard from Marissa in the past that they're pushing a lot more and, and putting a lot more emphasis on search specifically. So you know, they, we're get, kind of getting mixed messages as far as what will they end up doing or, or will they just pull back from both? I don't think so. I, I see a, a deal with Google um, here coming in the in the not-too-distant future over at Yahoo, but it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens. You know, five CEOs, including Marissa, five CEOs since this deal was originally struck later, it does seem that Yahoo finally has a plan. Now, yeah. the details on that plan are a bit hazy, but – okay, but – we know that they do, in fact, you know, they're making positive noises at any rate. Okay, we've got to go to commercial. We're bringing in uh, Bree Jordan. I know that she has a meeting she's got to go to uh, later this afternoon, so she's only going to be in for for a few minutes. It's an opportune time to take a break now, and when we come back, we'll have Bree Jordan from Digital Always Media on the line. We're going to be talking about um, Mr. Schmidt's statement. Um, you've got to be, uh, got to be part of... Google Plus, got to have a verified profile if you want those rankings. We'll talk more about that in just a few minutes here on Webcology. Um, friends, stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Digital Outreach Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave and I are joined by Bria Jordan, also from Digital Always Media. Now, Bria is um, Bria is our Google Plus expert. As I said earlier in the show, she's been blogging for the last two or three months exclusively in the Digital Always Media blog about Google Plus. And uh, Bria, we're kind of putting you on the spot today. I'm sorry about this, but we need Anytime. answers. We need answers, Bria. We've uh, confronted by a statement by Chairman Google Chairman Eric Schmidt, by Chairman Eric, and Chairman Eric said, and, it was, and again was quoted um, in uh, Search Engine Watch, saying Google will have Google will give higher rankings to content tied to verified profiles. Yes. Now, like I said, we need answers plural. So the first question is, what the hell does that mean? It means that, as we've already discussed on my last visit here, um, Google is, is first and foremost an authentication service. It's not just a social media service. It's not a business listing. It's authentication. If they can prove where things are coming from and whom they're coming from, they're more likely to give them weight. And that's exactly what the, this move is. And this is not new. This has been going on for the last two years. Oh, and, and indeed it has, but we've seen the um, amplification of the message ramp up over the last couple of months. Google is um, – how, how did you phrase it earlier, Dave? Uh, basically, uh, to me, this is – and you, you'll have to pardon my French because it was <laughs> before the show. Um, but it, it's basically a case of, uh, of you know Schmidt basically stepping forward and saying, hey, drink the Kool-Aid, bitch. Um, and, and to me, that's that's basically what he's saying is is not only is this hey an, an authentication service, but now he's coming out and basically saying hey, and if you want higher rankings, um, you you need to drink the Kool Aid. You need to to be part more uh, of more of our services. You need to connect yourself. I understand the authentication side, but is this fair for Google to come out and say you have to use another one of our services, um, otherwise uh, we're going to punish you in the rankings? Yeah, no, I think at the same time, it's. It, we're still using their Google problems. A year or two ago, we were we had you know non obfuscated rank results for our reports. We don't have that anymore. Moving more towards <laughs> uh, like authentication, I think it's going to be a new metric. Oh, okay. Well, I had no intention of going this direction, but you opened the door there, and that's a great a great way to go. Um, you're you're as frustrated as the rest of us about non referral data, Brie. Um, but like. <laughs> You're saying that knowing where information is coming from in Google results will help you um, provide a metric to our clients? That's I cool. think it has it, becoming part of the product is where this is going. Okay. If that makes any sense. Um, basically, being authenticated um, gives you or allows even Google to, to create a history of what you're doing, what you're saying, and having a proven weight within the authentication, I think, will is their way of making sure that the quality of what, the natural search patterns stay intact. Now, one of the ways that I, I can, just off the top of my head, say for sure we're going to use this as a metric is, and Dave, please pipe in here for, for on, on behalf of Beanstalk too, eh? Um, and other SEO firms, 
content is critically important, of course. Like, like content is, is everything. Um, blog content, guest writing, we, we, we see people coming out with new and improved ways of bulking up your creative content on site. Yes. <laughs> Jim Chuck. Dude, what do you do this time? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, for, 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 I, I, I just said Jim, a uh, sort of inside joke. Or, or, or a sort of little side joke. <laughs> it was your previous comment, Jim. Um, <laughs> well, 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 uh, content's important to us, and we're, get, we're really pushing on our clients to add to their blogs and to you know, distribute their blogs as widely as, widely and as far as possible. It's just common, good, set, good common yeah. CO advice. Authorship might give us a metric to to prove how far this 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 their their efforts have spread. Well, I, you could also postulate that it's just a more organic way of sharing. People are more inclined to listen to the people that they know and trust. The same reason why you know we read some people on this uh, current interview have done a lot of writing for a search engine journal. And, you know, we know and trust them, so we're more likely to give credence to that. We're, they're going, I feel like they're going more to a person-to-person method as opposed to just random search results. There's too many now. They have to find a way to filter them, and I think authentication is one of those ways. So what if, you, what if you're part of a large company that doesn't authenticate? You know, like um, you don't want, say, for whatever reason, you don't want specific employees to be the be the brand characters. Your brand is more important, like your General Electric. General Electric. Um, quick, name a General Electric employee besides Jack Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Donaghy? <laughs> <laughs> that does count. Name another one, though. <laughs> well played, though, Brie. Well played. <laughs> I'm done with the entire cast. <laughs> you see the point I'm trying to make, though, eh? Like, like what if you haven't... God. Well, I think that's where they're next. They're going next is that it's up to corporations to determine through a, a properly integrated marketing plan how they plan to approach authorship. And I mean, we there have been instances where someone gets fired and the company has removed those authorship or blog posts, and that's an incredibly bad idea. And I think we're still in the process of figuring out how corporations can best use this and leverage this as an effective marketing tool, but I don't think that it's a very common uh, marketing initiative at the moment, and it really should be. Okay, well, how difficult is it to trick out one's blog or one's website to add the, the authorship um, attributes? It's a very small snippet of code, and it's very easy to do. It's um, the rel author tag, and you just put it in the header. It's uh, you, can, you can actually go into the code. It's very simple, and there's actually a lot of support guides online through Google itself that can help people who are maybe not so inclined in terms of coding to help them do it very simply. Okay. Um, uh, I would love to be able to tell people that if they go to the Digital Always Media blog sometime next week, there'll be something up there about it. Well, there will be. Um, <laughs> the next blog I'm writing is about uh, is about Google Places, uh, but the blog post after that is actually going to be addressing authentic- uh, authentication and authorship specifically. Okay, um, I guess you know yeah. we've been we 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 kind of pulled you on the air really quickly, uh, mostly mostly around this comment. Also, you were you were interviewed a couple weeks ago by. Um, 
by Search Engine Journal. We meant to have you on last week for a much longer discussion of Google+, Plus, but sorry, you, you, you got bumped by whatever last week's big news was or, or something or another. Uh, Paid advertising? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Can just add words. Something like that, yes. Um, we don't. I, I know that you have to. I know that you have a meeting that you got that you have to get. You have to leave for in a couple of minutes. So I'm trying to figure out the best question to ask you that doesn't take a huge response. Um, well, I, 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 I guess the the. The, the 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 easy question is: People have to be a part of Google Plus. Um, again, what do you think happens if they're not? Well, that's the problem: is that people don't really understand just how many properties Google uses. If you log into YouTube, it's considered a Google property, so you've logged in. You just haven't started your Google Plus account. Um, I think it's going to become increasingly more difficult for non-authenticated users, but I don't think they're at the point where they can actually read that out yet. And I think that's going to be a very interesting uh, development in Google in the next few years. Now, is there a, a situation where we can then go to, say, other publishers? And I'll, I'll use, I mean, going back to the to the source of, of this information or, you know, one of, one of the articles that, that I've been reading on it, I'm over at Search Engine Watch under Tom Craver, so we'll use them as an example. Um, they do use the Relic was author tag, but use it to link to the author profile on their own property. Is there, is there a case growing where we'll then be able to go to these publishers and say, hey, there's a benefit for you as a publisher and me as an author if instead of using that authorship reference to your own site and, and to my profile on your site, hey, let's, let's link it through to, to my Google profile and, and build myself as this resource. Or, or, or will there be more incentive for them to, to keep it internal um, and, and maintain that control? Uh, again, I think it really depends on the corporation, the size, and basically where they're skewing in terms of their values. Um, you brought up GE earlier. I don't think a company or a conglomerate as big as GE could afford to not control their message, whereas a smaller company might. So I think it's still kind of out in the air, and it's got to be a very case-by-case -case basis. Okay, Bree, I know you got to get out. you got to... Uh hit the road you have a meeting to get to for three o'clock so you know what i don't have any more questions it's gonna uh, the next question i have would take quite a while so brie jordan from digital always media i want to thank you for uh spending a little bit of time with us in webcology today we're gonna have you back on again in a couple of weeks um when your series on google plus is finished but until then thanks again well thank you for having me guys thanks okay. talk to you soon uh friends we're you know what? We're going to keep rolling right on through. <laughs> I love I love live radio. I'm telling you, Dave, I have so much fun. You do. Well, goodbye, gentlemen. Have a lovely day. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you Thanks, soon, Bree. Bye. Tell you, I have so much fun not knowing what's coming next. It, it, <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so there was Bria. Um, what do you think, man? I mean, like, the nature... Every time I think about Google+, I just get this feeling that the nature of our world is changing so rapidly, we're not going to recognize it a few years from now. Oh, indeed. Indeed. And I mean, just from, from the standpoint of, of the way users are now interacting with things, the expectation of, of the generation younger than us, 
um, coming up and, and their interactions and, and attitudes towards social media and privacy and, and some of the things that you and I and, and a lot of our listeners view as just core institutions and, and, and value systems that we were raised on. Uh, many of us raised in, in the trailing ends of the Cold War. Right? <laughs> we have certain values uh, and, and, and they sort of have to be almost set aside uh, in, in the new digital world. Um, and, and this is a, another great, uh, great example of that, of going, hey, and we want to we want more data. We want we want to know more about everything that you're doing. We're not trusting our own internal systems um, to to properly rank things. So now we need to you know start taking a, a more personal um, attitude towards things and actually forcing you know content providers to link themselves and and so we can get a better idea of of what sort of content is is being spread and who's spreading it. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I think the the entire world is is shifting. Um, into a, a much more, and it, and it has been for a while. I mean, you and I, how many years have we been talking about personalization in the search results? What, like oh, six, Lord, seven, yeah. eight? Um, you know, basically since we started a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and continued on from there, and, and I think this is just an extension of it. And while I can, I can kind of rag on them, you know, and my earlier quote certainly, certainly does, do I think at the end of the day this is going to help Google provide me with a, a more personalized set of results that's tailored to my specific needs? Yes. Do I think that's in the best interest of information exchange? Oh, that's questionable. But <laughs> um, in giving me access to quick information that ties in closely with who I like, what I like, and what I want to see, um, yeah, it, it just may limit my exposure to information that I you know, might, might disagree with what, uh, what my core instincts are. So I, I may be limited in some ways and, and find things faster than others. And of course, it's Google. Their, their mission is to help me find what I want as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's no longer um, ordering the world's information. It's now ordering your world's information. Right. Right. And I mean, you know, and there, there is something to say to that. I'm fortunate, and, and, and you know, you and I have exchanged in debates on, you know, Facebook or, or various social media. I'm fortunate. My friend group is a very varied group. <laughs> so if Google wants to figure out, I'm still going to get a, a variety of opinions and, and attitudes towards a wide array of subjects. But um, for some people, that, that may not be the case, and, uh, and that may limit their exposure to, to various sources of information. Taking, for example, somebody new into SEO who's you know, trying to, to build up their circles and things like that, well, you may not have the, the, the access to some of the people that you might um, want to, uh, to associate with, who, who might be passing you the, the kind of information that you want to have. If your associations are, are more limited than that, then what's that going to do to your results and, and what's that going to do to your access to information and, and, and that sort of thing? So yeah, there's pros and cons to it. But, uh, but I, I certainly, while I can rag on them a little bit from a, a global ideological standpoint, if I was at Google, that's, I'd probably be, uh, be doing the same thing if I had the brain power to come up with it. And they most certainly do. Um, you know what? It's uh, 25 to the hour. It's an opportune time to take a break here on uh, on web calls. You know what? This will be this is one of the first times you've actually take taken two even space breaks in months. So we're, we're going to take a properly scheduled commercial break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology at WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned, folks. We got more fun coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Discuss and shape the future of performance marketing in New York City, March 12th to the 13th at the Performance Marketing Insights Conference. Come hear from and talk to other global industry leaders as they share how they're developing new revenue streams, deploying the latest technologies, preparing for increased regulation, and leveraging for the most effective digital advertising channels. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can save 15% on registration by using the promo code WEBMPMI15. That's WEBMPMI15. For more information and to register today, visit PerformanceMarketingInsights.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fem. It is the, thir- the 14th of February, 2013. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to um, near-Earth asteroids, Dave, but, uh, you know, tomorrow might be a um, significantly shorter day. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, there is a 150-foot-long asteroid about the size of a football field that's going to pass the Earth closer than our weather satellites are. Yeah, that's not a concern. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, for the record, and, you know, my first voice in science, Bill Nye, the science guy, says <laughs> says it's going to miss us by about 15 minutes. So had the Earth, like, not stopped for that cup of coffee or, you know, not stopped <laughs> to chat with its friend, with its friend Pluto, um, we might have gotten schmucked. But the Earth did stop for that cup of coffee, and we're going to be okay. <laughs> well, an interesting way of looking at it. Um, you know, in, in some ways, and I'm sure you'll agree, we, we both like science, and we both like survival of the species. So, <laughs> especially, especially the species called Jim. Yeah, I'm really into that one. I mean, you know, hopefully, you know, as 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 all the governments of the world are are exploring, hey, how important is this whole space thing? <laughs> um, that fifteen minutes important. That's how important. That is. <laughs> if it can get that close, you know, what's what's coming? You know, we we do have a pretty good um, lead time on this information, but you don't want to find out, hey. Uh, the solution to this big asteroid is, you know, uh, about a month longer than we have time to to figure out. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you could send Bruce Willis there to to try and blow it up, though. We've all seen uh, how that works out. It'd be the best thing that could happen to that man's career. <laughs> but seriously, this asteroid is going to be so close that it will be observable for people. I mean, it's going to be moving so fast that unless you know exactly where to look, you're not going to see it. But if you have a powerful enough telescope, uh, you will be able to see this 150-foot rock 
pass closer than the orbit of our weather satellites. Yeah, and that, that, that could do a little damage if it hit, uh, hit our planet. Just a little bit. Um, a little would be... Um, uh, that's kind of an understatement. We're talking flattening cities size. Yeah. Um, this would be the equivalent of... Well, you know what? A similar asteroid hit in Siberia in 1908 and was the largest expenditure of energy until Hiroshima. So that gives you an idea of what it can do. Yeah. Um, there's, there's bigger ones out there. But, uh, you know, fortunately, this one, uh, this one isn't the, uh, you know, isn't going to do the damage. But, uh, you know, certainly a warning shot across the bow, some might say, um, yeah. that, that we need to pay attention. You know, on, on, on Valentine's Day, it is one of those things, like, you know, they, 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 they tell you about the hokiness of love. And tonight when you're out there with your significant other sitting across the dinner table, look into his or her eyes and uh, realize how precious this whole thing is. I mean, seriously. <laughs> we're 50- Are you saying we're frighteningly fragile? Because I think that yeah, would be something accurate. Like that. The world's a, ble- a big blue marble um, <laughs> that could be easily smashed by a, an asteroid smaller than a football field. Yeah. Okay. Matt Cutts has been out there in video land again. And uh, you and I were actually having a fun, a fun quickie debate on on your Facebook profile. Um, his most recent video covered um, the appropriateness of using a uh, rel equals canonical versus a three hundred one redirect. Um, and Matt came down on the side of three hundred one redirect specifically because it's universal; anybody's system can understand it. Right, but. He did acknowledge that there are times when a rel equals canonical is absolutely appropriate, and um, it occurred to me that this is one of those things that there may be confusion in the SEO world, you know? So, yeah. what's, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, there, there were a couple interesting things, and I'm one to lean on the tried and true. <laughs> you know, going going back in there. I mean, last Friday, I was going through Webmaster Tools, finding any you know pages that might have broken links, pointing to them. You know, links to pages that have moved or whatever, and just making sure our site was healthy and setting up three hundred ones um, for them. So I, I do lean on the on the tried and true, but um, you know, from from some of the things Matt said, and 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 as you and I and, and a lot of our listeners probably know, there's there's a lot of information you can glean from what somebody like Matt doesn't say. <laughs> um, in, in, inherent in the video it's like oh you, you kind of didn't catch that you were kind of telling me a little bit of information about this um there were definitely some applications for the rel equals canonical we all know about you know you have a you have a site with various sort options uh for for your product list and it happens to lead to you know different parameters in the url or something okay you know canonical you're not going to 301 everything because that's just going to cause a, a massive mess and lead people back to the original source you need to use canonical to make sure all that strength um, goes to one page and you don't end up with duplicate content issues and things like that. So there, there's definitely those those just logistic, um, you know, uses of the rel equals canonical in, in its original point. But one of the interesting things, and I'm not saying run out and, and start abusing the heck out of this, um, <laughs> but one of the interesting things that I picked up from, from what Matt didn't say in that video um, was basically he, he started talking about this little bit of weight that drops off on a 301. You know, just just... You know, as he calls it, just just a, just a tiny little 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 inkling, a, a percent or two uh, of weight diminishing 
on a 301 that isn't present on the canonical, which of course leads me to uh, the interesting uh, conclusion, and you know this may very well change over time. It may have even by now. Um, but if weight gets stripped off of a 301 and it doesn't get stripped off of a canonical, well, <laughs> what's actually going to be better in my site? If I've moved a page, do I leave the old page there and just canonical it to the new location? You know, some might argue that, uh, you know, that that may be the way to go based on I don't want to lose 1% of this page's weight in, in this stripping. And I don't know that it's 1%, by the way, obviously. But, um, you know, this tiny little bit, as Matt refers to it as, I don't want to lose that. So, okay. So this is the, the SEO is a game of inches theory. Well, it, well, yeah, and you, you and I know that. And, and oftentimes, and we've discussed this previously on the show, and it works in all the areas of SEO, is half the time it's just eliminating things that might be a problem. And, and, and they might have or they might not have. Your, your work may have been huge gains or it might have done nothing. But at least you know. <laughs> I've done everything. I've done this. So I can't go, uh, drop two positions. Is it because I lost this little bit of weight? Right. I mean, maybe, maybe not. It, it may have just been that you lost two positions and you would have in either event. But, you know, it, it, now you'd have to look and go, maybe it was that little bit of weight. Um, whereas in, in other circumstances, um, you know, it, it canonical in, in this case, I'm, you know, again, I use 301s because I find them easier to manage. But, um, you know, in that case, OK, you know, maybe I wouldn't have. So if you've eliminated a potential problem, at least, you know, what you need to look at instead of going, ah, I could have been this. Do I need to do more links to make up this difference or, you know, what do I need to do? Well, I, I, there was a point I liked that you made earlier um, when you were talking about like uh, uh, the, 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 the site that has a huge number of categories. Could you imagine writing a three o writing all the three o ones you'd have to write when a relative oh, is like a dagger? And I mean, one of the, the the curious things you'd have to do there, and oh, you're just asking for trouble. Of course, you wouldn't want those three o ones being picked up by the actual user because now you've completely voided any. You know, they now I want to put it in alphabetical. Well, then you've looped them in a three o one back to your. So basically, you're going to have to set up three o ones that are only visible to Googlebot. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that your users are still getting the different, you know, uh, sorting options and pricing options or whatever. Um, and but, now, you know, and now we're running into a very scary area that could be, you know, where we're going if you show Google one set of information and you use it's another. <laughs> yeah, to the oldest possible trick. Um, yeah, for, for those, uh, I guess, in our audience who don't know, maybe because you came in after cloaking was popular, it's called cloaking. <laughs> Look it up. It's not favored by Google. IP delivery, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, and, and you will, I mean, you know it, I know it. You will get caught. Right? I mean, it's funny because in a circumstances like that, if, if rel equals canonical wasn't there, you could go, hey, there's a legitimate use for this. <laughs> like, there's only one way that I can do this to not, you know, to solve my problem. But rel equals canonical is there. So Google would be able to turn right around and go, yeah, no, you're cloaking. <laughs> we told you to use <laughs> You know, you didn't, you weren't trying to be malicious. You weren't jamming a bunch of content, which was its traditional use, right? You and I both know it. You know, you jam content into a page that doesn't appear when a visitor goes there. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, <laughs> they've given us a good mechanism for doing the same thing. And in some ways, according to this video, uh, in some ways, a, a more effective way of passing your internal site strength. Another, uh, indeed, indeed, um, another point that was made in the video, and I think this was made by the guy who was asking the question, not by Matt himself, 
definitely acknowledged by Matt is that 301 is an extra burden for the browser. Uh, I'm sorry, for the uh, for the web server. Yes, because it has to make a you know you're, you're basically you're being shot back and forth like a ping pong ball. Right. Request, move, replacement, resolve. So it's an extra step, which Google doesn't like. But it's, as Matt said, it's not really a big deal either. No, that's it. I mean, Matt's come pretty much out, because I, I know in a different video, a different question, it was how many 301s can be followed. Um, I can't remember the exact answer, because I've always stuck with my closet one. Yeah. <laughs> and if you move that to new location, fix your first one, right? Like one. It should always be one. Uh, uh, indeed. Why would anybody do uh, that? That's something that drives me absolutely crazy. Webmasters who do that, screw you. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> it drives me nuts. You know, I, I, oh, you and I, uh, you know, well, maybe you have. I know I've never worked on something of the size of, say, AOL's full property, right? Where you might go, okay, right? Like, I know we switched this folder once, and now we switch this folder again, but I can't remember which ones I did. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you, ever, you ever wonder why Simon has that look on his face all the time? <laughs> <laughs> His problems to sort out, not mine. He's going to be across the back of the head with a pool cue one of these days. <laughs> Better do with it, Simon. <laughs> oh, poor Simon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't envy the man his job for having to deal with those sorts of those sorts of problems, right? Where you can't follow the path back necessarily to make sure that you're you're switching it 100. percent I mean, not wanting to, to make the, the adjustments and, and having to do these multiple hops. But at the end of the day, for most, it's, it's, it's one. But not worrying about tripping up. I mean, there, there was the point of it being a, a burden on your server. For most of us that do stick with things like keep it to one hop, don't change your pages all the time. <laughs> don't go ransacking your site and change all your URLs. I mean, there's just a, a, you know, a good foundation to, to go with as a general rule. But sometimes you, know, you switch to a new web technology or something. Sometimes it's going to happen. Um, you know, if this is a huge burden on your server and it's really slowing things down, stop paying three ninety five for GoDaddy hosting and get yourself a real hosting provider that has a server to support it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. No, <laughs> good point. The other thing about that video that I want to call attention to has nothing to do with webmaster abilities. It was Matt's T-shirt. <laughs> I love that T-shirt. And it's apropos. The T-shirt, and you know, folks, you should go see this video just to just to hear what the man has to say. But when you're watching it, watch the guy, watch this T-shirt. It reads, and I quote: "Redacted, redacted, sopa, redacted, 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 stupid T-shirt." <laughs> that was brilliant. And the reason I say it's apropos is before Congress next week, CISPA is back. The uh, one of the American cybersecurity bills that is, well, going to pretty much open all your information up to the government. <coughs> now, we're talking about – we've been talking a lot about private industry and your information. <coughs> it's probably time to start talking about the government and people's private information as well. Um, definitely something to look into, and CISPA is back on the table, so anybody who's worried about um, government intrusion into your digital privacy – there's a bug boo for you. It's out there. Yeah, I mean, we and we could debate both sides of that, and I, I certainly would. In the um, and, and maybe this is something for next week's show. Um, who who concerns me more, the government having my data 
or a private corporation having my data? I mean, which one is actually a bigger threat, especially in light of the fact that I know under, you know, Patriot Act and stuff like that, the government can step in and take the data anyway. So basically, if you have it in the private corporation's hands, the government has it if they want. So, <laughs> um, you know, what, uh, which one is actually of a, of a bigger concern to me? And if I'm willing to give all my data to Google, does it really bother me if the government has it? Like, does it really? Um, yeah, at, it's cool. at, yes. at what point do you put your hands up in the air and go, oh, my God, like I give up? <laughs> That's it. I'm selling my computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selling my computer before they put a value on my soul. Okay, we have time for one more announcement, and here it is. It's about the announcement about the show that's coming up after us. We are covering a new conference, the Performance Marketing Insights Conference. So the Performance Marketing Insight Podcast Preview Show is coming up after Webcology. Now, folks, you know that we're out there covering – we're out there covering conferences whenever possible. So this is going to be uh, part of Webmaster Radio's um, coverage of Performance Marketing Insight, March 12th and 13th in New York City. Um, and we're going to be t- they're going to be talking about understanding the performance marketing and the differences between EU and American markets. So if you're into performance marketing, aka affiliate marketing, this is a show you ought, this is a uh, show you ought to check out and a conference you ought to check out. Uh, Dave, we got about a minute left. Do you have anything else to throw in? Well, you know what? I'm actually going to turn it back on you, but it's because it was your uh, your story, and you know more details about it. You want to touch on our friends over at Poland? Okay. Well, okay. Really quickly, Poland Springs got a uh, a major mitzvah from the Republican Party the other day when uh, Marco Rubio, who was giving the uh, response to uh, President Obama's State of the Union, got dry mouth, and he nudged himself off camera for a half second, pulled himself back on camera and took a big swig of Poland Springs mineral water. How do we know it was Poland Springs? Because he held up the label like a perfect product shot. I don't think he meant to do this. But it looked staged. And so the company, Poland Springs Bottled Water, was moved to make its first tweet yesterday since July 2010. So... Republicans, um, thank you for helping the social media world. You got Poland Springs back online again. We've missed them. <laughs> We've missed them dearly. They were so witty. Um, anyway, uh, so, so that happened. It was pretty silly. Um, and it would have been a lot less silly had it not been a perfect product placement shot. <laughs> well, I guess we know where the donations are going to be coming from next uh, next election. <laughs> uh, you know, any enterprising reporter who can make the connection now that would be quite funny. But I, I'm serious. I, I doubt this. I doubt there was anything on purpose. Like that was not on purpose. That was a no. I know. I, I I totally believe that as well. Yeah, it was just one of those moments. But um, but a pretty funny one. <laughs> pretty. He funny. may have just been showing. Hey, it's not uh, vodka. It's water. <laughs> Bite tongue. Yeah, indeed, I agree. <laughs> okay. 
Friends, we've done it. We've gone through a whole hour. It is now four minutes to the hour, and we have news coming up here on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's been a totally fun show. Thank you for listening, and we're going to be back next week. Stay tuned. Uh, Stay tuned. Performance Marketing Insights Podcast Conference Preview Show coming up next. Happy Valentine's Day. We love you. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.